with the first pick. And here's Jeremy Platt with Between the Tackles. Hey everybody, I'm Jeremy Platt and you're listening to Between the Tackles. Here at Between the Tackles, we cover everything you need to know in the NFL from preseason to offseason coverage, rumors, news, and predictions. I'm 14 years old and live in Los Angeles, California. In 2011, I began watching football and it became everything to me and now it's just my whole entire life. I'm a three-time fantasy football champion and a draft guru. Alright, let's get into some news. Marshawn Lynch was traded to the Raiders after being in retirement for a year. The Raiders got a great value from Seattle while giving up a 2018 fifth round pick, but they got a 2018 sixth round pick and Marshawn. I don't think Marshawn will be that good just because it's so hard to come back into the NFL after missing a year. Also, he has to get used to a new scheme with a pass first offense, but here are some reasons why I think he can succeed. He's got a great quarterback in Derek Carr and a great head coach in Jack Del Rio. Also, he's Marshawn, beast mode. He's one of the toughest NFL players in the history of the game. Also, he has one of the best offensive lines in football. And now the Raiders are getting their last bit of Oakland before moving to Vegas. On other hand, the Buffalo Bills got a new GM in Brandon Bean from the Carolina Panthers. Bean has been with football his entire career. He started off being a high school football player at South Stanley High School in North Carolina. He attended UNC Wilmington in Carolina and interned for the Panthers. He then worked in communications and became the director of football operations for the Panthers. And in 2015, he became the Panthers assistant general manager to general manager Dave Gettleman. After nearly 20 years with the Panthers organization, he joins the Buffalo Bills and pairs up with Sean McDermott, the Panthers defensive coordinator last year. Another GM who worked his way up is Steve Kahn for the Cardinals, and you saw how that turned out. So expect big from the Bills. Also, the Broncos signed Jamal Charles, former Kansas City Chief, to pair up with Devin Booker, C.J. Anderson, and D'Angelo Henderson, and is a big receiving threat for the Denver Broncos. All right, let's recap the draft. Everything starts with Miles Garrett. The Browns drafted him number one overall, And then, right after that, the Bears traded four picks to move up just one pick with the 49ers to take Mitchell Trubisky. At the 10th overall pick, the Bills traded back with the Kansas City Chiefs to take Patrick Mahomes that will soon replace Alex Smith in Kansas City. Alright, then the Texans traded up for their future quarterback, Deshaun Watson, with the Cleveland Browns. And eight picks later, the Broncos got the first offensive lineman, Garrett Bowles, at number 20. At pick number 24, the Oakland Raiders drafted Gary Conley, who's being investigated for sexual assault from Ohio State. And then the Falcons traded up for Tack McKinley out of UCLA, who was coached by former Falcons coach Jim Mora. And then to wrap up the first round, the New Orleans Saints took Ryan Ramchak, the offensive lineman for Wisconsin. All right, let's get into my top draft classes. Let's start with the Indianapolis Colts, who got a steal at number 15 overall with Malik Hooker from Ohio State. He was my top ball hawk in this draft class, and he has pro bowl potential being compared to Ed Reed. In the second round, they got Quincy Wilson, the big physical corner from Florida, and in the fifth round, they got Anthony Walker, a steal out of Northwestern, who could be the potential starting linebacker for them. Also, don't forget about the Cleveland Browns who drafted the most freakish athlete coming out in the past 10 years with Miles Garrett. He's insane human being and they didn't try to get fancy with the pick. All right, at number 25, 
They drafted Jabril Peppers, the versatile safety from Michigan. He can play all three facets from corner, nickel, to safety, and he just makes you smile while watching him. With the 29th overall pick, the Browns drafted David Njoku, my top-rated tight end in this draft class. And then later in the second round, they drafted Deshaun Kaiser from Notre Dame to be their starting quarterback. I also really liked what the Texans did, and they drafted Deshaun Watson, my Offensive Rookie of the Year pick from Clemson. He was a lot of people's top-rated quarterback in this draft class. In the second round, they drafted Zach Cunningham out of Vanderbilt, and he can play inside and outside linebacker, so that'll be good for them. And then the third round, they drafted Deontay Foreman, the 2,000-yard back at Texas. All right, I also loved what the Packers did with drafting Kevin King in the second round while getting more picks. They also drafted Josh Jones in the second round, the hard-hitting safety, and in the fourth round, they drafted Jamal Williams, my sleeper running back. He's one of my fiercest running backs in this draft class. Also, in the fifth round, they drafted Aaron Jones, another sleeper running back of mine from Texas El Peso. And in the seventh round, they got Malachi Dupree, the big receiver from LSU. All right, speaking of late round gems, let's get into some. I like what the Steelers did in the seventh round with Kean Adams from Western Michigan. He's a sack artist and is a beast. All right, Reuben Foster, the Niners got him in round one. Not a late round pick, but a steal at number 31. He was a top five talent and my top rated linebacker in this draft class. In the seventh round, the Vikings drafted Elijah Lee from Kansas State. He's an athletic backer who can be a potential starter. One other thing I'm a big fan of is what the Broncos did in the later rounds. They drafted Jake Butt from Michigan, a top three tight end in this draft, if healthy, who's a great blocker and is a beast and D'Angelo Henderson, a very protective running back from Coastal Carolina. All right, let's get into my yoga session for teams that stretched and reached for picks that could have been taken a little bit later. Let's start with Bears taking Mitch Trubisky at number two. They traded four picks to move up one spot, and he doesn't have much weapons in Chicago. He's in a tough division with the Packers, Vikings, and Lions, and he doesn't have a good defense. The one bright spot you might see is Jordan Howard, his running back, whose fantasy stock is elevated, and he'll be able to sit behind Mike Glennon. Another team that I think reached was the Cincinnati Bengals with John Ross at number nine. He's a good player to take away attention from AJ Green, but he's had injury problems with his shoulders, and the Bengals could have got the top two linebackers with either Hassan Reddick or Reuben Foster. But you know what they say, speed kills. All right, in the second round, I thought the Rams could have got Adam Shaheen, but they ended up getting Gerald Everett from Southern Alabama. They could have even gotten Juju Smith or Cooper Cup, so we'll see how that turns out for them. All right, let's get into some defensive fit. I really like what the Falcons got with Tack McKinley, a high-motor sack artist from UCLA. They call him a DQ player. For, that stands for Dan Quinn. He'll be in a deadly duo with Vic Beasley and the Falcons' young defense. I also love what the Niners did with Reuben Foster at 31 overall. He's a Patrick Willis prodigy, he's hard-hitting, and he should be ready by week one. In the second round, I really liked what the Colts did with Quincy Wilson, the big physical corner that will pair up nicely with Vontae Davis after going safety in the first round with Malik Hooker. Speaking of good matches, let's get into some great veteran rookie duos. Alright, I really like what the Chargers did with Mike, adding Mike Williams from Clemson. 
He'll pair up nicely with Keenan Allen, one of the best receivers when healthy. He's big. They're big targets for Phillip Rivers and can boost them to a playoff team, potentially. I also really like what the Saints did with grabbing Alvin Kamara from Tennessee to pair up with Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram. Now, if you're defending the Saints, you have to def- either decide to defend the air with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas or the ground with the three running backs. Each running back has a little bit of everything. Alvin Kamara can catch it out of the backfield. Adrian Peterson is a downhill runner and Mark Ingram can do a little bit of both. That should be deadly. All right. I also really liked what the the Miami Dolphins did at pass rushers, grabbing Charles Harris to pair up with Cameron Wake. With also having Sue in the middle, this could potentially stop the GOAT, aka Tom Brady. All right. Let's get into some of my top undrafted free agents, starting with Lorenzo Jerome, the safety for the 49ers. He's a ball hawk and had 17 interceptions in his career at St. Francis. Artavis Scott signed with the Chargers to pair up with his college teammate Mike Williams and was a solid number two for him at Clemson. Speaking of Clemson, I liked what the Panthers did with grabbing Ben Bulware, the linebacker, and Fred Ross, the receiver from Mississippi State. Ben Bulware is clutch and plays big for Clemson. John Ross is the big receiver for Mississippi State. And finally, I liked what the Vikings did with grabbing Tayshawn Bowser, the defensive end from LSU. He had three sacks in the Citrus Bowl and can play the interior 4-3 defense as well as the edge for a 34 defense. Luke Falk, the quarterback for Washington State, will be a good player in the NFL and a team like the 49ers could use him. Darius Geis, the running back for Louisiana State, is a dynamic back and backed up Fournette. Teams like the Browns could use him. And Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver from LMU, is a big threat, and you can just throw it up to him and he'll catch it. One defensive player you might want to look out for is Harold Landry, the defensive end from Boston College, who's a sack artist. Next time on Between the Tackles, we got a fantasy football preview, the latest news and rumors, as well as predictions for this upcoming season. You guys can follow me on Twitter at BTWNTheTackles and Podbean at Between the Tackles. Happy Mother's Day. Jeremy out. The